We forgot to name uh, our version of rotation. It's called Two Meatballs. When we talk about music we listen to. Two Meatballs. It could be subject to elaboration or addition, but I, I like the fact that we both come from cultures that celebrate meatballs. <laughs> the fricadelli and the Swedish meatballs. Yeah, meatballs are great. So um, what have you been listening to? Sometimes I've said this is my favorite record, actually, but I don't like picking just one, but this is a sound choice. Uh, it's Captain Beyond's first record, and that's with... Uh, Rod Evans. I hope I'm not saying it wrong. I've been up for a long time. Yeah, Rod <laughs> Evans used to sing in Deep Purple in the beginning. Uh, okay. This is kind of a psychedelic hard rock band with like tinges of heavy metal in it. A lot of Jimi Hendrix, but also some stuff leaning in towards the 80s, like new wave of British heavy metal Iron Maiden type things. Yeah. album i think it might have been a bit late for its sound so that right. it, they never got big or too weird it's quite a weird record but i love it to bits Last one, uh, balls to the wall. <laughs> Except, great guitar tone on that record, and also yeah. the riff, the main riff to 
the song, the title track. Mammoth. It's one of those songs where it's like, first of all, Wolf Hoffman is, is an underrated guitar hero. Um, but that riff, it's just so, it's so simple in its approach, but it just nails it. Like it's it just, oh. Great tone, great riff. Yeah, just a great record. I would say it's one of those records where, one of those rare records where a band, where they hit their commercial peak, but also they still have like, they still have like the balls of like what what got them there. You know, they still yeah. have the guts. You know, it's still like it's still like a hard rocking. Also, and also like it's like, <laughs> considering the song balls to the wall was like their biggest song like there's literally one of the lyrics is and you may rape them all like that's such a brutal, <laughs> that's such a brutal i think it's a, maybe maybe some of the broken english there but like yeah that's germanic like, yeah. germanic violence right there was such a i think would that fall under the germanic lack of tact <laughs> yeah yeah i've said that before and I'll, I'm, i will underscore that i'm a fan of the country so it comes with some love but you know sometimes they can be a bit brutal <laughs> you may rape them all, <laughs> rape them all. That's yeah that's uh, that's out of tact but that's such a such a brutal line i mean balls to the wall it's the name of the album yeah uh, an incredible production we talked about master puppets uh wagner mixed that Michael Wagner, right. yeah. yeah, he was an early member of this band. Yeah. And Germans have a knack for just great fucking fat sound uh, without being that experimental. They just kind of go for the most in it, like yeah. Rammstein, for example, a, a modern metal band I actually quite like because they, they push it a little mm -hmm. bit further. And I saw some clip from Accept playing live like yesterday. Mm -hmm. sounded amazing. Sounded oh, they massive, sound awesome you know? still to this Wolf day. Hoffman, Wolf Hoffman out there delivering, really. Yeah. Big ass tones. Oh. And I know you're a fan of a lot of German bands. Yes. So we'll get back to some of them. Of course, Scorpions, big one for Dave Mustaine. Yes. Uh, and of course, uh, we will talk about uh, maybe some German thrash at some point. Uh, I think we'll definitely be on the docket for sure. And also, just to kind of touch base, uh, touch uh, base on the uh, the Michael Wagner thing. Um, there, he was of an no. era where the the German pr productions they, they just had just mammoth riff tones. If you listen to you know Michael Wagner on he was able to capture great riff tones on Balls of the Wall, and even like the earlier Scorpion yep. stuff, specifically in like the, um, um, fuck, like the, um, holy shit. I'll start listing them and you say stop. Lonesome Crow, In Trance. Oh, no. I might miss some of them. The, the Weird Rainbow album with a, a guy flying on the cover, really weird cover. No, no, no. Uh, hey. uh, yeah, I can find it. I I don't know. I can't even believe I'm space. Animal, animal magnetism. Animal, animal magnetism. magnetism. Just kidding. Uh, the Dieter Dirks era. Animal magnetism. Uh, blackout. Uh, love at first sting. There yep. was just something about the German bands in that era, and specifically on productions from Dieter Dirks and, and Michael Wagner, where they just yep. they just captured like just like a, a crunch that just really wasn't there. For a lot of other bands, you know, it's and those, a size, a, yes, a size too. It's uh, big. Like really, like gross. Like it's almost like gross a deal. It's almost like your earlobes got lower just because the heaviness just weighed down. Like you, like you felt the heaviness in your in your in your ears on those records. There was just something about those tones that 
the Germans had an edge on. And that probably carried on over to the heavier bands, you know, later on too. But like, yeah, for sure. Can't fucking go wrong with that. No, I, I got into them fairly late and it was uh, because of uh, Forest. Uh, no, Taken by Force is the name of the album. Uh, and uh, that's a great album to me. Great sounding, killer guitar. Sales of Sharon. That's that that fucking riff is is probably one of the greatest metal riffs of all time. Yep, fucking awesome. And, and all that. Well, song. well, that's awesome too. But I mean, like very classical. It's very classical. It's almost like you could have you could have put that in the the part of Stonehenge, you know, in Spinal Tap. It's almost like you can picture the the midgets dancing to to that riff. You know, it's got that kind of vibe, and it's just man, Uli John Roth can't go wrong with that era too. I think we're both big fans of the just the rocking riff, the rock and roll riff. There's guts in that. There's balls in that. Yeah. But I think we can also appreciate the, a lot of the neoclassical, you know, way more, I guess, complex stuff. Uh, and I think in Megadeth, you have a big load of both, you know. L- take uh, Countdown, my first album, you have but you also have really strange, very symphonic Latin riffs. Ashes in your mouth. Well, you have, a, uh, obviously, the main, the, the focal point of Megadeth is Dave Mustaine, and you're talking about a, a guitarist who is very influenced by players like Willie John Roth, Michael Schenker, um, you know, Richie Blackmore, guys like that. Like he was of that school. He liked all the good stuff, you know. He liked all the good stuff. And Michael Schenker specifically. Michael Schenker, you look back and he was huge on those bands in the Bay Area. Huge influence on Kirk Hammett's huge influence on Mustaine. You know, so I mean they're they're, they're that's where they called their influence from that that harder rocking gutsy you know guitar style where you you had to have a hook in the riff and the riff had to hit hard but there was also that element of like european dark medieval flair to it you know yeah medieval or even like a renaissance or a baroque you know a lot yeah, of baroque yeah with that exactly. kind of even a, even a you know seemingly thrash riff like uh, holy wars that yeah. I, you know that i thought myself the other week i had a lot of fun with it but even that you know could be strings you know that i'm picasso strings and then you got like a big bow underneath, like a shallow or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of neoclassical in, in this band, and he handles it really well. It's like mm-hmm. he just had a knack for it, even on the first record, you know? Yeah. But at this point, I want to know what you've been listening to. Oh, okay, what I've been listening to. Okay, well, I've been listening to um, um, one record I've been listening to a lot in the past few weeks, uh, Post Reunion, uh, uh, Merciful Fate, the uh, the Time album. Um, I enjoyed, I, first, I mean, it's, I can't say it's, I enjoyed as much as Don't Break the Oath or, or Melissa, 
But I think that after they got back together and they did the In the Shadows record, maybe took them a record to find their feet again, which would have put them at the second reunion album, which is the Time album. And um, that it it's it to me, it's it's classic Merciful Fate. I think it just took them a record to maybe find their footing and get back to what they had and. I think it's probably the best reunion era Merciful Fate record. And honestly, I'm I'm very much that's you want to talk about a band that I'm looking forward to hearing new stuff from. I'm very much looking forward to hearing the new Merciful Fate material. Hank Sherman is um I think a lot of people who are in the know, they they give him his props and they give him his 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 due credit. But I think that it's been so long since they've been an active band. You know, there's a whole new metal audience a whole new generation of kids and listeners to metal since their last record came out, which I think at this point was 23 years ago. And I'm really looking forward to hearing, you know, seeing merciful fate get in the ears of the next generation, you know, you know, cause I think they got some exposure via the Metallica guitar hero and, you know, records like their first two on Roadrunner are still in print, you know? So I, I'm just hoping exactly. the new merciful I was fate. introduced via merciful fate medley. I think Obviously, and it's a good medley. It's well done. A lot of people were. I was one of them, and I was like, I heard that, and I was like, okay, well, this is clearly awesome, you know. Melissa became my favorite uh, rather quickly, but uh, "Don't Break the Oath," of course, is a classic. Like my countryman, per, uh, no, not Per Mölle Jensen, but uh, Jensen in in Haunted. In Haunted, yeah, uh, yeah. He he used to say in every interview, "Well, I still only listen to 'Don't Break the Oath,' so don't ask me about my music." <laughs> I think for years. For the entire career of the main career of the haunted, he always had this reply every time. That's awesome. That's fucking great. I don't think you can go wrong. I, honestly, on those first two Fate records and even the EP. Well, I won't count the EP because it's not a full length. But if you're looking for Merciful Fate full lengths, Melissa, don't break the oath. You choose either one. There is nothing but a a a gold mine in either one. I'm I'm more don't break the oath guy. Um, I'm more inclined to put that one on. But I. Uh, I still listen to Melissa plenty. Uh, those records yeah, are no. great, but I guess to, uh, it sounds like I'm kind of, uh, minimizing the record I mentioned, but, uh, as far as reunion, merciful fate is concerned, the time album to me, I think is, is great. I, I, I enjoy it a lot. also i think they did a brand new song yes and it's long it's like it's like a long song too yeah i don't think they have a lot of struggle doing their thing i think that sound is like very natural to them and i think it is listen to the first record that's crazy riff piloting too madness you know goes from here to there but oh, it also yeah. like it sounds inherent in sherman so i, I would trust them to make great new stuff actually. well here's the thing that i think that what adds to the inherent nature of the way they write is when Melissa came out and I, and whenever I hear this, it always reminds me of how 
much guitar was a struggle for me. Like it took me years to get to a point where I could feel like I could hang with people, you know, and you hear stuff like when I feel, and I think of stuff like that. And I hear that, you know, Melissa was written and recorded after Hank Sherman had only been playing guitar for like four or five years. And it's like, yeah, same for me, actually, man. You know, I'm not it's that like, quick a learner. You hear I'm stuff like that. It's like, hear stuff like that, and you hear like, oh, Isan was 20 mm. when he wrote Welcome to Dusk. And it's like, you hear stuff like that, and it's like, I just don't want to hear things like that. <laughs> you know, no, I have to agree with you, man. It yeah. took me a while. I, I, I just, I can play decent now because I never really had an option. That's why. The thing is, I, I was I was steady straight on that line anyway, so there was no stopping me, even my lack of talent, <laughs> which is nice. It, it, that's the thing. If, a lack of talent, which I definitely had as well, too. If a lack of talent doesn't stop you, you know, that's one thing I've learned. If people think that they succeeded in spite of a lack of talent, well, then they're more talented than they ever knew. It's a great comment, actually. But also, yeah. I have to say, I'm comfortable with this idea that I don't have too much talent. And I've just, you know, I got the passion. I've been doing it long enough so that I can rise to a level that I'm satisfied you know, with. That's, that's the only way I ever improved. Is mm -hmm. I never, ever once said... All right, this is as good as I could be. I'm, I'm, I'm content because if I ever, ever stick with that, I know that I'm done. And I know that I'm never, ever, as long as I'm still getting frustrated by my inability to satisfy myself, yeah. then I'm, then I'm comfort, I'm comfort in that misery. I have comfort in that misery. Yeah, I as, agree. I agree. Yeah. Hold, 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 as long as I, as long as I stay unimpressed by my efforts, I know that I will always be able to come up with something that will probably in time impress me <laughs> right yeah yeah i know i like it uh, and I, I like playing with other musicians it's a great yeah. way for me to keep in line with you know how good i should be especially like the, the guys now you know christian emil and eric oh they all like what the hell you, you know, gotta get are... whether it's it the best way to get better is to play with someone else who hasn't who has an edge on you for something and now mm -hmm. you can have you could play with someone that you could be maybe technically more proficient than, but if they have a better knack for writing songs or maybe piecing songs or composing better, that's going to make you better. You know, and I, I always try and play with someone who has an edge edge on me with something. Cause that's only going to yeah. improve me, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, playing with better guys is very good. And if I play with worse guys, I can get a little bitchy, not to them. Of course not. You know, I have tact enough for that. Right. Rape them all. I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> but in my internally, I can get a bit bitchy. Like, oh fuck, they should work more on the on the on the on the, on the shops. No, no, pain, I feel you, you know. on that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, which I am about myself all the time. But that's mm -hmm. enough because that I can control. Right. To come right. up with somewhat of a solution. Yeah. So. You can only control. Yeah. If it's other people, that's it's frustrating because that's beyond your that's beyond your grasp. As long as yep. it's internally and it's with yourself, and you can kind of take care of yourself, clean up your side of the street, as they say, then then that's that's enough of a drive to really push you over.
Cobra Speed Venom by The Crown. Um, that's um, super special band, arguably. And it, obviously, I, I like a lot of bands from Sweden. And this is, people kind of raise their eyebrow when I say this. They're probably one of my top two or three favorite Swedish bands of all time, The Crown. They have a rock and roll firepower. Death metal, yep. as you know, doesn't really have a lot of sexiness or swag, or swagger, yeah. or like. Well, of course, Entombed had well, came in, in with that. Entombed yeah. is an exception, but I think as far as man, this is gonna really, this is gonna make me some friends or some enemies. I think if any <laughs> band in this world today carries the spirit of first wave bathory hmm. it's the crown because they have that venom filthy rock and roll vibe but they have the precision of like a of like a a more technically adept era creator like they're able to operate at venom and bathory grime but it maybe 1989 creator speeds and maybe death yeah. and like obviously the death metal influence as well too but morbid angel sometimes too morbid angel sometimes too for yeah. sure but um i would say my rotation for this month would be time by merciful fate and cobra speed venom by the crown that's a good pick uh, i i also talk to marco tarvanen sometimes their guitarist oh he's uh, he's yeah. he's tremendous He's he's got the gift of wrist. He's got he's got it in the in the right wrist for sure. Actually, used to chat with him on ICQ. That's believe cool. it or not, around the time of I, I found him there when I was a teen. You know, around the time of uh, Crown and Terror, of course, the album with uh, Thomas Limbaion, which I'm still a big fan of. Death is the Hunter. Come on.
I could have easily I could have easily picked that record as well. Again, they have so much vibe. They they have like a, a really really souped up like drag racing car, and they're just racing down a highway made of leather, and it's on fire. Like that to me is what the crown sounds like. It sounds like they're a high speed automobile driving on leather that's on fire. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of gasoline. Oh yeah, gasoline is spilled everywhere. It's huge fire. They sound like a band on fire. They are very metal. Very metal. And I also love that they cranked it up even on their most recent record, um, uh, Royal Destroyer. They have yeah. they have a song called Scandinavian Satan on it. And they have a song. The song right before it is called Full Metal Justice. <laughs> there we go. So, Total I, Satan, another title. Total Satan. They have yeah. they they use all the classic evil metal tropes and they just crank it up in a cheeky way almost a bit cheeky which is good yes cheekiness in like the rock and roll kind of way and they honestly it's almost like if you had venom and bathory and like the helicopters in a way yeah i agree 